Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to today's podcast episode of the Zillennial Big Sis Podcast. This is episode four. The theme song is coming soon. Back or welcome to the Zillennial Big Sis Podcast. If this is your first time listening, my name is Emma and I am the host. So today, because I'm recording this on Halloween, I wanted to talk about something that was super scary something that some people just don't avoid at all, and that is relationship red flags. Some of you guys are really acting like the person who has all the red flags is a matador and you are a bull. You are running straight towards these people with red flags and then later ask yourself, well, why did this not turn out well? Well, I'm going to tell you it's probably because of, you know, all of the red flags that you could have predicted or could have seen coming. And that's not to say that people can't switch it up and be worse later or things like that. But I am telling you guys, some of my top red flags that I think be super big deal breakers in a relationship. I think for most people, but if they're not for you, that is fine. But I'm going to be going over a list of them that I compiled. And yeah, so let's get started into today's episode. The first flag that I'm going to be talking about is something that you can really find early, early on. It is when someone talks really bad about all of their exes or their most recent ex. Yes, I understand that in a lot of situations, there have been times where maybe things turn out poorly and it is because of the past partner. But also you have to think that in a relationship, there are two sides. And if this person is taking more time to slander their ex than to get to know you and more time slandering their ex than to get to move on from that relationship, that's a really big red flag. There are a few reasons why this is definitely a red flag. And one of them is if someone is talking really bad about their ex, you have to wonder why the relationship was so bad. Yes, there again are times that maybe the ex was just not the best person or the relationship wasn't suited to each other. But there are also times that the other person was the problem. There can be times that the other person cause a majority of the problems and they just don't have the ability to see that about themselves. And that type of personality is definitely not someone that you're going to want to have a long-term relationship with. The second and kind of third red flag is if the person already off the jump is super controlling or jealous. If this person is super possessive of you, maybe they side up on Instagrams or like Snapchats and say, that's like scandalous or that's too sexy, don't wear that. Or they're texting you all the time and they get upset when you don't respond for a little bit of a longer period of time, even if you were at work or in class or something like that. That can be a really big red flag. And some people may take this as, oh, they care about me. They want to talk to me. But there's a certain line that once you cross that, it becomes really possessive and jealous and controlling, which is only going to get worse if you get in a committed relationship with them. On the flip side of that, though, if they don't care at all about what you're doing, like you could go absolutely days without texting them or hours without texting them and they aren't like, hey, how's it going? I haven't heard from you in a while. 
or if they just don't care at all, couldn't give you the time of day and they just kind of message you when they want a booty call, that's a relationship red flag for sure. It is all about finding that perfect balance between caring about someone and, you know, checking in on them and becoming someone that's a little bit more distant. You really want to find what makes you the most comfortable, but those are two things to really look out for and to think about. The third one is they don't know how to communicate. And this isn't necessarily, oh, they're a bad texter or we only Snapchat or things like that. It's after you've kind of started talking, they don't know how to communicate their feelings. They don't know how to communicate, you know, what they want in the relationship. If they're kind of bad at telling you what you want or on the flip side, they tell you too often different things that you need to change about yourself. That is something to look out for, for sure. Because if you're going to be in a relationship with someone, you need to be able to have good communication skills because when it comes to times that you're having problems in your relationship, which are going to always be highs and lows, but you have to be able to get through both of those sets of times to have a lasting relationship. And if you want to even have a relationship and it's not like strictly dating, maybe it's friends with benefits. If that person doesn't know how to communicate well with you, then that's something that you should really be weary of when entering into that relationship. Okay. So the next two really go hand in hand. So the first thing is if they don't tell their friends about you or you don't tell your friends about them, you need to stop and look at yourself and say, Hmm, why do I not want to talk about this person? Why am I not excited to tell people about them? And also, if they don't tell their friends about you, again, why don't they want to do that? Is it because the relationship is less serious to them? Is it because, you know, maybe they're embarrassed of you or vice versa? That is something to really think about because the people that you're with, you should be excited to share with other people and you should be excited to grow those relationships with people that they care about as well. So if they're not telling anyone about you and you're just kind of like a little secret or vice versa, you need to really take a look inward if it's you doing it. And if it's them doing it, just ask them, be like, hey, why haven't you introduced me to so-and-so? Or I would really like to get to know so-and-so ex-friend would you want to get dinner with them and see what their response is to that engage how they respond to that? Because let's be completely honest. If they're like, Oh, I don't think so-and-so would be into it. Well, why not? Why wouldn't they be into it? You got to figure those things out because this is a person that you could potentially be spending a lot of time with. And if they don't even care enough about you or aren't even proud enough about you or excited enough about you to tell their friends about you, that is definitely a big red flag. I can't lie. One of my past relationships, the guy had not told like anyone that we were together, I don't think. And when I saw one of his roommates and I said, hi, he asked, he goes, who are you? And I'm just sitting there like, 
who am I? I'm the girl that your roommate has been seeing. I'm the girl that your roommate has been going over to her house and I've overheard you asked to come over. Like that is literally me. But he never once offered to introduce me to his friends. And that was something that I was like, okay, that's super weird because you're always at my house. So, you know, my roommates, you know, you've run into people in my life, but I have not known anyone in yours except friends that we already have had in common. So that's something to be really considerate about because yeah, consider it to really consider, um, about the relationship is why is this person doing this? Because at the end of the day, the guy just wasn't as into the relationship as he was in the beginning. And I don't think that at the, like he was ready for the relationship. So he wasn't going to make me a big part or an important part of his life. But it also goes the complete other way, too, because there was another relationship that I was in. We were definitely friends with benefits, and every time he tried to initiate something more into the relationship or he ran into someone I knew or I saw him on campus, I would, like, run the other way and just be like, no, nope, I don't want people to meet him. And it's not that he wasn't a good guy. I was just, like not feeling that relationship. And I didn't want this person to come into my life any more than they already were. So the next one really goes into it. And it's when you finally meet their friends and your friends, if your friends do not like this person at all, like they don't like them. They sit there and they're like, Hey, I'm not really sure when you ask or they lie, or you can tell that they don't like them. That is a really big sign because unless your friends are petty people or they're not good friends in general, typically they will try to go out of their way to like someone that their friend likes. I mean, I don't know if I'm the only one that does this, but I think it's super common to really be excited to meet the person that your friend is with because if that person makes your friend happy, then of course you want them to work out. Of course you want that relationship to last. So when the friends are not saying favorable things about them, you should really take that to heart. And honestly, if you are in a situation where the guy or the girl that you're with has a ton of girlfriends or guy friends and there's jealousy on that, or there's one friend who's holding you back, that's a little different. But if your whole friend group is just like not for this person, you should really be asking why and what they're seeing because when we're in relationships, it is so easy to make people seem so much better than they are and to make people seem like they are just like the best person in the world when really you can glaze over a lot of flaws and a lot of things that may just seem normal in that relationship. And with that, if it comes time to be introduced to your partner's friend, and they don't have any friends, that is something to definitely think about. Because let's be completely honest, people who don't have any other friends than the person that they're in a relationship with are super codependent to that person. So that means every time that you were to go out with the girls or you were to go out and just do something for yourself, your partner would essentially expect an invite and expect to come along. I think that 
one of the greatest things about a healthy relationship is the balance between being with that person and having time with them and sharing time with them with your friends and also having time alone because a strong relationship is something that you don't have to worry about that other person being with other people. And if they have no other friends, one, why don't they have any friends? Like, Everyone has friends. It doesn't matter if you're into the more like quirky topics or subjects or if you are super like shy. Most people have some friends. And if your person has no friends at all, that is a huge, 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 huge red flag because they're going to become very codependent on you. And like, why don't people want to hang out with them? Why don't people want to actually be with them? And I know some people can go, oh, you know, this person is just a little bit shy or they're a little bit different. Okay. Yeah. But different people will attract different people. I've not met very many people in the world, regardless of how much we get along that have absolutely no friends. Okay. So the next one is again with meeting people, but it's about meeting the parents. If you get to the stage in your relationship where you meet the parents you should be really excited about that. It should be something that's fun, something that may be a little scary and awkward, but because you care about this person enough to enter them into your family's life and have them get to know your family members, that should be something that's exciting and fun. And it may be awkward and that's fine, but if you meet the parents and the parents are really standoffish to you or they're rude to you or your significant other always takes their parents' side on things, that is something to really think about. When it comes down to it, I think that this is more of a problem with moms and sons and dads and daughters. I don't see dads and sons with this or moms and um, daughters as much, but like the other, the opposite sex parent is typically more protective of their kid. And I mean, if you hear a mom that's like, that's my boy, that's my son, or like a dad that says, if you hurt my daughter, I'm going to kill you. Like if that's not in a joking way, you should be really concerned. If the parents or family members are way too involved or way too threatened by another person being with their kid, that's going to cause a lot of problems later down in a relationship. That will cause a lot of issues that will put your partner and you in the middle of it. Like if you're planning on having kids or, you know, starting a family with this person, you don't want to have to go through all of the steps of that while fighting with the family. And I'm not saying that you should give up by any means, but if your partner is not willing to set boundaries with their parents and with you on that relationship, then it's not going to work. And if you work on it, and it's not coming to different terms, you're going to end up spending so much time and having so much heartache for something that honestly has a lot to do with just the jealousy that the parents feel about that relationship. The guy that I was with, um, part of college, he met my little sister at like St. Patrick's Day. And when I tell you, he was the least enthusiastic, like, Hey, how's it going? I'm pretty sure that's all he said. And I mean, like, it's St. Patrick's Day. I'm pretty sure he was drunk. I was, like, intoxicated, too. But, like, if you're drunk and you're literally that unenthusiastic still, 
oh my gosh, like there's absolutely no way it was going to work because one, when my little sister left, she was like, ew, he's one, like, he's just like not nice. He was just like rude. So one, my little sister doesn't like him. And then two, I mean, why can't you even say, Hey, how's it going? A little more than that. Like, it's really not that hard. So be a little more enthusiastic. And the last big red flag that I have before I tell my relationship story where red flags were just literally running rampant and I still went for it. The last one is if you guys have super different core beliefs, I'm not saying you can't have different political views. I'm not saying that you can't have different goals in life. But if one of you is like very, very religious and you know, Jesus Christ is the center of their life. They're trying to, they want to save themselves for marriage. They, you know, want to go to church every Sunday, raise the children in that religion. And the other person is an atheist and doesn't believe in God at all, doesn't really have those same convictions. That's going to make things really difficult. And I'm not saying that it's impossible I'm not saying that it's something that you can't pursue because that's not true. People are so much more complex with that. But if their value systems and their belief systems are completely different than yours, that's something to really take in consideration because you can get along with someone and you can have a great time with someone who's very different than you. But if you go down the line and then, you know, later in life, you want to have kids or a family with this person you're really setting yourself up to have a lot of hurdles and a lot of things that you're going to have to work on because you just don't believe the same things. Your core values are super different and your core values are things that really won't change. So if you have a core value that is not, or a core belief system that's, you know, less likely to change and you're not willing to change for your partner or grow for your partner or have that, or your partner's not willing to do that for you, you have to be really careful with that because what can happen is you're essentially setting yourself up to have your heart broken because every time you guys get closer and closer and the relationship is going well and you're not talking about those things, yeah, it's awesome. But when you have to have those conversations, then that's really difficult. That can be something that puts a big wedge in things. And just like to counter that, even if you guys have the most completely different core values, that's all right. But if your partner doesn't respect them, doesn't respect them and, you know, tries to always change them or tries to talk you out of them instead of understanding them and growing with them and respecting them, then that's not going to work. You can be different people. You really can. It will make things a little bit more difficult, but it can also make a really beautiful relationship if you guys are really ready to respect and love each other and ready to have an open mind with each other. But if you or your partner are constantly trying to change the other person to believe the way that you believe and to value the things that you value and it's not working, that's going to be something that's going to cause a lot of problems and a lot of heartache. So this is the story of when I ignored absolutely every single red flag there ever was about something and someone and really tried to force something that wasn't there. So it's my sophomore year of college. 
this person, it goes along with my story with Jester from episode two. If you haven't listened to that story, it's about being the duff of the friend group and then also setting like friends up. And so pretty much Jester had this roommate. So I had actually seen this roommate prior because one of my hometown friends was in the same fraternity as well. So the first time I ever saw this person is it was a screenshot of his Instagram texted to me from my hometown friend. And he was like, you know what? This is like, because we were talking about, oh, you know, I'm single again, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm in, well, I was always single. I was like, oh, I'm single, you know, ready to mingle. And he said, oh yeah, here's the guy for you. So he texted me a screenshot of this guy. And I can't lie. When I first saw him, I was like, Mm, maybe not for me. Just definitely not the guy for me. There wasn't as much of that physical attraction and things like that. And physical attraction can grow for sure. But I said, no, that's probably not going to work. And that was the end of freshman year of college. So back to sophomore year, I had met Jester and I went to his room. So I went to his room and I'm going to call this other guy Pooh. Um, not for like poop, but like for Pooh Bear. And I'll be telling you a story about that later. But so Pooh was in the room and I, I remember like specifically I was wearing like an all black outfit. I was wearing like little boots, like a pretty low cup top. And it was me and my roommates. And I cannot lie. We were in there like ranting about one of our roommates, like kind of going in talking to Jester about it, about like all the drama in our house, like all those things. So this guy was just like, Pooh was just sitting on the couch and I didn't think anything of it. Like I wasn't sitting there like, Oh my gosh, this man is, you know, everything I've ever wanted or anything like that. No, but after that, I Jester told me, Hey, when you left, Pooh was like, Hey, she's cute, blah, blah, blah. So he wanted your snap. So Jester said, Oh, I'm not going to give him your snap. What I'm going to, I let him DM you on Instagram. So this guy DMs me on Instagram and like says, Hey, you know, what up? All those things. And, you know, so I said, Hi, introduced myself and we started talking. So at the time, I really wanted to go to a fraternity formal. I can't lie. And this fraternity usually had like really cool formals. So I asked Jester and I was like, so who do you think in the fraternity would be most likely to take me to formal? And this was the guy he said. So this guy is snapping me because, you know, he um, thought I was cute, all this stuff. So we start talking. At first, when I, like my initial reaction when I see, saw this guy I was like, mm, not really for me, all this, but I could get asked to formal so that could work. And this is where I should have stopped and said, hey, one, it's not cool to use people. You don't need to talk to them all the time or hang out with them all the time to use them. But because I was getting attention and I liked the attention at the time, I was like, oh, cool. This is this is great. So we started hanging out, you know, he came over to my house for the first time. And by that time I was like getting really excited, but I was like almost amping myself up and I really liked the attention. Like, I'm not going to lie. So he comes over to my house, you know, the first time nothing happens. I'm pretty sure we watched Scooby-Doo. We were on opposite sides of the couch. Like it was super weird. And then the second time he came over, he finally made his first move. And I remember he kissed me and I was like, I feel nothing. 
And it's so weird because I look back on the relationship and I was like, hmm, I really don't feel anything when we like do anything. Like when we make out, I'm not, you know, really excited. It doesn't really do anything for me. And I was like, not going to lie for a minute. I was like, am I gay? Like, do I not like guys? And then I was like, okay, no, that's not the case. Cause I'm really attracted to guys. It was just like, there was really no spark there, but I just kept saying, no, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. So I was like hyping him up in my mind. So I just kept things going. So after a while, um, we, you know, we're still talking I realized, as I said earlier in the podcast, you know, I was in his room for some reason and I realized he never introduced me to any of his friends. Like he absolutely never introduced me to any of his friends. The only reason I knew his friends was because I had classes with two of them and the other ones I had met through Jester, but he had never said, Hey, this is Emma, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm hanging out with her or like nothing. Like he never, ever said that. And when I would see him in public, you know, it was weird because he was very uninfectionate. You know, he really wasn't like, he wouldn't, you know, hold my hand or anything like that. If he was like working at as the bouncer of a party or at the table, the front table, he wasn't like, Oh my gosh, it's good to see you. He really was never excited to see me. So I don't think either one of us really liked each other that much. I think we just liked one, the attention and two, like, I don't know, hanging out with someone. So there are red flags going up everywhere. He's not telling his friends about me. He doesn't like introduce me to his friends And then on top of that, you know, like every guy that I had met who knew him was like, oh, you're with Pooh? Like, oh. And like that continued even after the relationship. They'd be like, oh, did you know this is a girl who was with Pooh for that amount of time? And it's like it was a kind of a running joke. And I was like, oh, that's not a good sign at all. Literally, we started dating because... I texted him and I was like, Hey, here's the thing. We've been talking for a while. We've been talking for months and nothing has changed. Nothing has happened. I don't want to keep talking to you and hanging out with you. You know, if nothing's going to happen. And he was like, sure, fine. We can date that happened before Valentine's day, like the day before. And It happened over text. So that's poor communication. Like we weren't communicating in person. We weren't having these conversations in person. We were just doing it all over text. So we literally dated for two months. In that two months, I'm pretty sure like a week period went by and he did not text me. He did not try to reach out. Nothing like that. And I was like, that's super weird. It made me feel like really bad about myself. I was like, oh my gosh, like, why does this person not want to talk to me? Like all these things. And I came down to it and I was like, yeah, this is not going to work out. I mean, I brought up like formal and asked, you know, hey, um, you know, all the other guys are talking about like formal, are we going to go or like what? And he was like, no, I don't want to go to formal. I don't want to talk about it. Like all these things. He was like, I hate formals. And I'm just saying to myself, you literally went to a formal with a girl in AKO, like literally in the fall. So what do you mean you hate formals? Like that's some bullshit. He didn't end up going at all. But you know, by that time I was like getting really frustrated. So 
it came down to it that I was like, this relationship is one, not a relationship at all. We're not even talking. He could care less about me. I don't even like think that I am like sexually attracted to him and all this had happened. So I called him one day because I texted him. I was like, Hey, can we talk? And he was like, no, I'm busy. And this man, no joke, found out after was playing video games, video games in his room. So I had called him and I was like, Hey, I don't think this is working. The conversation to break up took about two minutes. I'm not joking. Took two minutes. And I said, Hey, if like we link up later, cool. If not cool. And we were both like, cool. That's all time goes by. I am like, that was super weird. What a, like a waste of time. Like what was the point of that? But then later on, he was with another girl, same first name, same last initial in my sorority. Pretty much the exact same thing happened to her. But when he talked to her, he said, I got dumped. And I was like, sir, I definitely gave you the phone call. It took two minutes. Like it was an amicable split because we didn't really like each other. But also at the same time, what the hell? Why are you lying about that? You know, she's going to talk to me. So pretty much the same thing happened to her. And at the end of the day, like there were so many red flags. There were so many things that I could have predicted and prevented from happening. I pretty much spent like half of my sophomore year of college talking to this one person and trying to make it work because I was like, oh my gosh, maybe this will work out. Maybe this will be good. Like he's a great guy. He's a nice guy, all these things. And I like tried to convince myself to like someone. If you don't, if you like someone on a friendship level, cool. But if there's not that sexual connection, that spark, if there's not that communication, if you don't even want to have your friends hang out with them, then that is not a relationship for you. That's not going to be a good relationship. And so many of these red flags I saw coming, like they were just in my face. And I was like, "Mm, maybe not. Maybe I'll just like, maybe I'll do this. And I'm not joking. Like literally after we quote unquote broke up, stopped talking, he never talked to me ever again. Like he was a bouncer at a bar. If he, you know, if I give him my ID, he would just look at it and just hand it back. Like he wouldn't say anything. If I walked by him on the street, I would maybe wave one once or twice, but like we didn't talk to each other. We didn't speak to each other. It was almost like we never existed in each other's lives. And the thing is, it didn't even hurt that bad because we didn't like each other that much. There were so many red flags and I'm sure that there were a lot of red flags about me too because I wasn't quiet about the fact I was trying to just go to formal. Like I told a lot of people that, which is a red flag and a pretty shitty thing for me to do. But I don't know. It was just definitely not a good time and it just wasn't a good relationship because of all of these things. I already knew before the relationship even started. You could have seen these things coming. I saw those things coming. My friends saw them coming. It was just the whole ordeal, the whole little thing. And honestly, it just didn't work out. And that's completely okay. But if I would have trusted my gut and my intuition and my friends and, you know, looked out for these red flags, I wouldn't have wasted a whole amount of my time. So that's what I'm trying to prevent you guys from doing. Really look at someone and, you know, ask yourself, are you just kind of liking the attention 
Or are you just liking the idea of a person? Or do you actually like the person? Do you actually want to make it work? And I'm not saying that any of these red flags are necessarily deal breakers, but they're things to look out for and things that can be a little easily spotted if you really just take time to take a step back and analyze what is going on in your life and in your relationship. And it's crazy because once a relationship is over, you will be able to see those red flags clear as day. You'll be like, yep, that's where I could have seen it coming. Or yep, that was suspicious. That's weird. Like you could have seen it coming from miles away. But thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. That is all I have for you. The podcast has been so much fun and new content is coming out on Mondays and Fridays. I just did my first um, guest episode. I had my little sister Claire on and we had a great time talking about life, talking about coming out, politics, all these things. I hope you stay safe and that you had a great Halloween You know, I know this week coming up is going to be a little rough. It's going to be a very polarizing week for people. Just remember to spread kindness and, you know, keep it real with people. Keep it real with yourself. But also just look out for those red flags. Again, I'm so bad with outros. I always think I have more to say, but I guess I don't. Thank you so much for listening to episode four of the Zillennial Big Sis Podcast.